another world, another time, in the age of wonder. You are listening to the Dark Crystal. Minute. And begin all the same big change. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. And now once more the world must undergo a time of testing. It is time, time to return to the castle. There is much to be learned, and you have no time. Hello and welcome to the Dark Crystal Minute. I'm your host, Phil. And I'm Sydney. And today uh, we are going through, of course, the Dark Crystal. I mean, this is what the podcast is all about. So going through each minute of the Dark Crystal. And for those new who, who are new, um, so, well, we are up to uh, minute uh, 31 of the film. So for any of you playing at home, it's between um, minute 30 to 31 that we will be uh, looking at um, for this episode. And pretty much overall in this minute, Jen narrowly escapes from the Gotham at Olga's observatory. Um, he sees her home destroyed. You know, you see the explosions and he continues to r- run away. Um, and then, of course, we see the Chamberlain uh, seeing the Gelfling and seeing, you know, her home being destroyed and then back at the valley of the stones we see the mystics make their leave so much yeah yeah i know there is a lot going on like you know in this scene um and 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 before we sort of go into um with this scene i mean one thing i actually thought of with actually the name augra and i sort of thought about like you know trying to think oh i wonder how they came the name you know came up with the name all that kind of stuff i think probably the the you know the, the gra or the at the end is an obvious you know meaning thra um but i was thinking of whether org is meant to you know mean like sort of augment as in like trying to make something greater by adding to it yeah yeah i think um if we're if we're analyzing it from our human english language um that's definitely possible because uh augra certainly does augment (laughs) yeah um (laughs) reality in a lot of ways <laughs> well yeah i mean she is all of thra and you know it's just, it's it's a, it's an extra thing that makes um her greater yeah yeah so yeah it was just one of those like she's enhancing thra yeah yeah exactly yeah kind of what her what her name uh when you break it down yeah 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 it's just yeah it's i wonder just, if that's yeah. if they talk about that at all in the um it's been a while it's been a, l- a little minute since i dove into my uh world of the dark crystal um because I feel like there might be some clues in there. There's always clues to be found in that gigantic Bible of this franchise. Um, <laughs> so it's it's highly possible. And then also the, the visual history book as well um, might explore that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's been a while since I yeah, had a look at that book as well. Um, still hidden away in storage somewhere as you know we're still renovating as i'm re- recording this podcast so well i uh, recently unpacked mine so i i don't have an excuse i should dive in get and into try it, to, yeah, try to find yeah. it. that's my homework for the yeah, week yeah i know and i know like olga had i mean she, she definitely had a lot of names um that was sort of like in development before they decided to go with augra but it was, it was one of those things i'm like i'd love to know sort of how they came up uh with the name augra um if, if that is the case of the augments augment um so it's just a little silly little thing 
I mean, really, all right. So we'll, we'll get back to, to this minute. And I think um, one of the best things about this minute is the way they sort of pull off, I guess, the magic you could you could say in in, in this like particular minute uh, with the character of Jen. A really great technique that they, that they do with Jen here that I, my whole childhood watching this movie, it's not something that I would have noticed and thought about until I started studying puppetry later on and realized what was actually happening here. But um, the scene starts off with Jen, you know, tumbling down the hill and that's clearly not um, a, a puppet. It's a, that's where we have uh, Kieran Shaw portraying, portraying Jen. And then it goes right after that to a close up of, of Jen's face and he's the puppet again. And then he turns around and runs off into the distance and is Kieran Shaw again. And I was, when I was rewatching that today, I went, whoa, 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 where, how did they do that? And I had to rewind it and like watch it again to break it down. And it's really clever how they had Jen, uh, Kieran as Jen tumbles down the, the hill into the bushes. And then Jim Henson reemerges from the bushes with the puppet and then he dives, turns around and dives into the bushes again, and then Kieran Shaw jumps out of the bushes. And it's like this awesome little double transition from like person, puppet, person. And it's it's so cool, like how they pulled that off. I wish I I I, I hope that somewhere there's footage of the behind the scenes of them, you know, doing takes of that sequence because it must have been really both fun and challenging, you know, for, for the cues, like, and go, tumble down the hill, into the bushes, Jim, out of the bush, and jump out of the bushes and run away. I know, <laughs> yeah, it, it would have been, it would have been awesome just to see, see that. I know, I think in the world, doc, the world of the Dark Crystal documentary, um, I actually watched it, um, just, we yeah, watched a little bit of it last night, and uh, there were some shots where you did see Kieran Shaw, you know, as Jen, you know, going, you know, just doing the falling down part, but you didn't see, but you didn't get to see sort of, you know, that, that whole, you know, transition that, you know, we would like to see, to see how they pulled it off. And then also I think, um, like, even if, you know, they're looking at that scene and then they're looking at the, the video replay thing, um, just seeing how, if the shot turned out all right or whatnot. Yeah. Just, it, 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 it's just so seamless. And, you know, there's, it's very rare when you see films that can manage to pull this off. I mean, you know, I mean, the other films I could really think of off the top of my head is, of course, Lord of the Rings, the way that they pulled it off with, you know, the Hobbits, or I think even, the, I think in Fellowship of the Ring with, um, when Gandalf and Frodo meeting each other and, and every shot ends up being like, you know, it's a small, it's, you know, a small version of Frodo. The force the big, perspective. Yeah, that force perspective, exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's probably a bit different, but I mean, just being able to pull that off, um, yeah. is, uh, yeah, yeah. I had the pleasure of actually sitting at the, I don't remember if it was the real one or if it was a replica of it, but they have it at the uh, the Warner Brothers uh, studio tour where you can go and they have like a little mock-up set of um, Bilbo's kitchen where they have his table where where he uh, where Bilbo and um, and Gandalf sit at the table together at the same time, and it's the, the person who's supposed to be small is sitting farther away, and the person who is supposed to be wizard size is, you know, sitting closer. So from the camera's perspective, it looks like one person is dramatically bigger. Um, but yeah, at the Warner Brothers Studio Tour, you can actually go and like participate in that and like see it up close. And it's really, really fascinating how they use like their smaller props at the front of the table also um, to give the illusion that like the person sitting at the front their cup is tiny in their hand even though it's 
it's tiny in real life, but you can't tell because of the camera. So yeah, it was fun. I sat there with my, my brother who's um, actually taller than me in real life, but we sat at this table and I was like four times his size. It was pretty <laughs> no. funny. Um, that is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that yeah. was, yeah. I remember being one of the big sort of behind the scenes. I think that, I think it's in the extended editions of the, um, the documentary. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Like out of like, um, sp- I know it's a bit sidetracked, but you know, special features like DVDs and that, like, like Lord of the Rings was, top of the game um but i mean i mean that's the thing like i love dark crystal if they you know ever really you know if there's more footage out there more behind the scenes you know yeah we're very fortunate yes. to have as much as we do well for that, that is true um, yes yeah but i yeah. think that there's always like there's so much more that i would love to see of mm. the, the creation the creation myths <laughs> so yes. to speak um but one of the 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 um aspects that I would love to have seen too is just sort of the earlier stages of like Jim Henson and Brian Froud and Frank Oz like sitting around tables and sort of uh, brainstorming ideas of like how are we going to do this exactly so like this scene for example in minute 31 where we have Jen going from tumbling down the hill to being up close to being at what point in the production was it decided and whose ultimate call was it like whose idea was it that was like well what if we did it two different ways and transitioned between you know one to the other tumbling down the hill and then use the puppet and that because you know they could have you know just as easily i guess just used kieran shaw and they didn't have to have the close-up of the puppet you know that but instead they wanted to go the route that made it more impressive made it more giving the illusion that the puppet is in fact the real creature and it disconnects you from the truth that there's a puppet and then there is also a, a person and that the puppet itself can't run around on feet but you you cease to think about those things as you're watching the movie the way that they chose to execute this scene it's it's just seamless and i would love to have seen the moment where they discussed that and like brainstormed how they were going to pull that off and you know, try well. What if we threw him into the bushes and then he comes out? Somebody like I love it. Yeah, or whether it was something that they actually because I know I think in, yeah in the making of I think um you know they, they had like thousands of storyboards. I'm I'm curious if that was like one of the very early ideas or if it's something they just sort of on the spot. Um, it's yeah. So it'd be really interesting to see. Like yeah, yeah. yeah and then so of course cool, yeah. uh, Chamberlain pops his head out as part of this. He does. Yeah, yeah. So that was a nice little, you know, touch of, you know, seeing the Chamberlain and he looks at Jen and then to Augur's home. And I mean, that's the thing with with the Chamberlain is that, you know, I mean, he basically, like, you know, when he got disbanded, he wasn't with the Skeksis when they found out that, oh, there's another Gelfling alive. So like, he's not like, you know, in this moment, I don't know, maybe he might've overheard it. In, in that scene but I was just thinking from you know when you know he's not shocked to see this scalfling he's just like hmm you know this is very interesting yeah. well he's trying to figure out how he can make use of this knowledge he's like what can I do with this data <laughs> like how can I use what I'm learning right now to get what I want again and get my get back into the castle yes yeah so no so that was just a just a really interesting yeah kind of moment and uh, yeah that no, was cool seeing the chamberlain and i guess that's the thing with puppets like puppets at night time uh they they do look really good like i and i i think i think it is probably more to do you know because there's less detail i mean they still look great during the day no doubt about it but there's just something about it like at night time with the creatures creatures at night time 
I should say. And you, you know, you really see the detail like on his face and it's just like, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's creepy, creepy vibes, but it's, it's good. It's good. Creepy vibes. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I'm all about that. And that's, it's little moments like that, like this one with the Chamberlain that sort of showcase how this movie is kind of in the history books as a gateway horror film. Like you are either in our camp where you were like, oh, I love this. It's so like unlike anything else. Or depending on what age you were when you watched it or what other things you were exposed to at the time, a lot of other people my age, for example, were like, quote unquote, traumatized by <laughs> by this movie. Like they thought it was too scary or it was too weird. Something about it freaked them out. Like they're scared to go back and try watching it again. And like when a lot of them cite like the Chamberlain as one of the reasons and also Agra. Um, Agra was really scary to a lot of kids um, in in our generation. And because she's so striking and and loud and <laughs> brazen and she's a beautiful puppet but she's also hideous obviously um there's nothing else you can't compare her to anything else like she doesn't look like another character if you try to describe what agra looks like no no she's com- yeah. unique in her own way you know and in you yeah just so unique you know yeah. to anything you've and, ever uh, seen and then you know the skexies of course are they're designed to be terrifying but um yeah so it it really when you add in that nighttime lighting, which, as you were describing, like it helps them to look more real. Um, it's just there's so much, so much creepiness that that adds to the magic personally, but but also kind of draws the line in the sand as to where, as a viewer, you're gonna stand. Are you on team? Wow, I'm into this, or team? I'm not ready for this yet. I need to go hide and <laughs> go back to my superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my viewing experience has always been different, I guess. Like, you know, as a kid, I, I was probably more, I don't know, I'm, I think I was probably more scared, you know, initially, I reckon, first time. But then it's like, as you watch it more times, then it's like, no, I, you know, really enjoy it more and don't, you know, no, I'm not, I'm not scared or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, well, we like that experience. That's why horror exists, though. I mean, that's kind of the appeal. We, we as humans, like, we love to walk that line between I'm scared, but I know there's that boundary of safety. Like, it's why tickets sell out every year for haunted houses and for, um, you know, not scary farm and, and uh, Halloween Horror Nights. People want to go and, and dabble in the danger and feel that adrenaline pump and feel that, like, ooh, having their, their sense of normal challenged but with that safety cushion of it's not real at the end of the day. Um, and that's that's why I feel like Dark Crystal falls into that category of what they call gateway horror, because it creaks open that little gate of like, ooh, I feel a little freaked out. I think I like this. Do I want to step into this gate a little more? I think I do. Do I want to know more about yeah. this world? <laughs> yeah, it's that's and the then, point And then if you, you do, decide, you're like, oh, wow, this is this is yeah. really deep lore. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I going to close this gate and just go be a normal consumer? Or am I going to walk through this gate and... Um, go ham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then also, I mean, you know, continuing on in this minute, I mean, we just talk about just so much in this minute and then it sort of ends. We go back to the, um, uh, the Valley of the Stones, the Valley of the Mystics. And, uh, we, we, um, you know, we see them just what a drastic turn in tone. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, I think it's, um, Urimaj, the cook, 
I think that is, I think that is him. It was actually one of those things where like, I was like trying to, you know, researching all these things. I'm like, you know, which miss, which mystic is this character? And, um, it did take me a while because I was trying to find, because there's not many like high quality images or, you know, or like if there was like a 3d turn, you know, t- turn style kind of thing. So you can actually like see which, which mystic it is. And I'm very certain. And I'm very certain it's, um, Aramage, the cook who does his turn and, but it's Urza's voice. Uh, when he says that line, it is time. Cause I think Urza, you know, he's, he's in front of the line. So he's the one who's, you know, telling everyone, all right, let's, let's go do this sort of thing. We, we gotta go, we go, we gotta go. And, and one little thing I, I thought was kind of a little funny, but it sort of reminded me a little bit. I think, um, I was just trying to find it, but you know, with the stone sculptures, um, that you see, and I think, um, I think it was like in the top right corner. Uh, yeah, it's actually when you see Uramage does the turn in the top right corner, um, there's a shape, you know, with the triangles and the circles, but it, it sort of actually made me thought of fidget spinners for a second. Oh, <laughs> they should totally make dark crystal fidget uh, spinners. Mystic symbol, dark, dark crystal fidget spinners. <laughs> like they're really, you know, the, the whole aesthetic of them totally fits for those things like uh even agra's orrery totally looks like it. it's a giant fidget spinner. oh yeah yeah we figured you out yeah agra totally you know that's um i mean this movie was just meant for for us uh neurodivergent geniuses who need to fit i know yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> i know so i know it was, just, it was just one of those things i'm like you know looking again like looking at all the details and just um yeah i mean especially like that you know we might get into it for the ne- next minute but just the um how impressive the set is um but yeah <laughs> and it's just it's such a, a drastic tone change too like it's literally day and night like we went from this spooky creepy gateway horror moment um with with the chamberlain in the darkness and then suddenly we're back to see the other side of that coin where it's the the, the mystics here in the valley and um with this tone of hopefulness they're like it's juxtaposing the moment from the Chamberlain where he's looking ahead going, hmm, how can I manipulate this? But now we're also seeing the mystics literally looking ahead, moving forward, going toward something with this energy of like, it's time. This is the right thing to do, which kind of comforts us as an audience. We're like, we don't really know what they're talking about as when we're watching Watch it, it yes, for the first yeah, time. Yeah. We're like, we don't necessarily know why why are they they going going to to the the castle castle? yes yeah what's what's happening but they seem like they know what they're doing and that's sort of comforting to to us as an audience that they this seems like it's the right thing like they're not um they're not like hesitant at all no they're fully no they've got a plan it's time we're doing yeah they've got a plan um yeah so i I think they'll probably um wrap up for um this episode of the dark crystal minute um this one was actually a long one so but which is great so there's always and i mean that's gonna be the thing there's always gonna be some minutes that just lots of things to talk about no 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 nothing is simple anymore (laughs) Uh, you know not in this fandom well i mean that that's the thing it's like you know because we're now sort of you know at the first third of the film you know we've gone through the first act we're in pretty much going to enter the second act, you know, next couple of minutes when things really pick up. Um, so we're, we're, there's going to be a lot to talk about. That's for sure. So, <laughs> all right. So we'll sign off, but now thank you so much and, and stay tuned for more the dark crystal minute.
If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash darkcrystalpodcast. Follow us on Instagram at darkcrystalpodcast and on Twitter at darkcrystalpod. Thank you all so much and stay tuned for the next episode of Trial by Stone.